Warning, you are about to enter a world populated by the most appalling music ever made. Welcome to the search for the worst album of all time. This is Broken Records. But I hadn't been forgotten, I Joe. I'd been married a long time ago. Saint Bango. <laughs> a girl with kaleidoscope eyes. <laughs> You're beautiful. Hey, hey, I wanna be a rock star. Hello there, welcome to episode number 10 of Broken Records, the podcast which dares to reach elbow deep into the grottiest U-bend of the history of music and pull out the most appalling and disgusting pieces of music imaginable to find the very, very worst in music ever. My name is Stephen Hill, I'm joined by Renfrey Deadman. As Hello. ever. Hello, yes. Renfrey. Hello. How are you doing? Uh, I feel a little bit sick after that analogy, um, but uh, other than that, <laughs> I'm good. How are you? Uh, that's good. I'm all right, thanks, mate. I'm very, very well. Um, this is a show, as I mentioned, we're trying to find the worst album ever made, basically. We have a huge list of over 150 records that we'll be talking about, dedicating a show to each and every single one of them. All of those records have been put on that list for a variety of different reasons, be it a commercial disaster be it a critical disaster be it a fan backlash be it some kind of not so nice stuff happening with members of the band which we sort of had in the last episode with louis the 14th um or it just being outright bloody awful mm. um sometimes week, all of the above as well and sometimes all of the above this week we're going to be talking about the united nations of sound um by richard ashcroft now, um, this was initially, this podcast was just a part of, as I said, Riot Act, our weekly show. Um, we initially released this on the 15th of May 2020. It's on episode 93 of Riot Act, if you're interested in going and listening to the full thing. I didn't know anything about this album when we got it. Mm, neither did and I. And I listened to it. And as I'm about to throw over, I really want to throw over now because we had a very, very fun time doing this. Oh, very, yeah, yeah, Absolutely. This is uh, this is a very very fun show. Uh, contains the debut of uh, what has become a very beloved impression as well, courtesy of yourself, there, Mister <laughs> Hill. So yes, oh good, it is. Yeah, it is. Um, you're going to hear some stuff. Is what I'm going to say with this. You're going to hear some stuff. Um, well, I'm not. I'm not going to hold out any longer. I'm just going to throw over to myself. Here we are, me and Renfrey talking about United Nations Sound by Richard Ashcroft. Let's just prep ourselves for broken records. Here we go. Okay, this week, broke. we're going to end the show, as we always do, searching for the worst record ever made. Um, so far, we'll just run down the list. What we have, um, we have uh, nine records now, Renfrey. Mm. Yeah, so we've got this, a top ten. This is big number of, ten. Yeah, 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 mm. yeah, yeah, yeah. And number nine, Self-Portrait by Bob Dylan. And number eight, Lou Reed's Metal Machine Music. At number seven, Streets and Sky by Enemy. Uh, the, by the enemy uh and number six one by dirty vegas number five incredibly uh it's viva brothers famous first words yeah. uh, yeah. <laughs> number four louis the 14th slick dogs and ponies number three queen and paul rogers the cosmos rocks number two eogan quig self-titled debut and only record and number one still 
still hanging in there at number one for a record nine weeks now <laughs> is six feet under's graveyard classics volume two um but to be added to that list we now have to talk about richard ashcroft um renfrey mm. uh this is kind of a richard ashcroft solo album or it is in america anyway it was released on the 19th of july 2010 under the moniker the united nations of sound project it's a debut it's the, the band's debut album of sorts apparently it's very um, confusing isn't it yeah, yeah very yeah. confusing especially when when it was released in america <laughs> i think everybody just disowned it mm. and went oh no it's a richard ashcroft solo album uh yeah yeah uh do you mean disowned it critically or uh no no i mean the people who played on it just went i oh, know we're not in the band it was just richard ashcroft i see yes and, yes yes and his fingerprints are all over it yes. so um just for a bit of sort of context renfrey we did urban hymns on trade-off we were super positive about it it's a, it's a, a classic record from the 90s um you chose the verve in our episode zero venn diagram of, of music as a, a potential entry into the world of indie um you wanged on about the guitar playing of uh, nick mccabe at the time about how what a great guitar player he was so it's not really like we're going into this as people who would have any reason to want to shit on richard ashcroft no 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 of, of i mean i mean i think of the two of us i'm definitely the bigger verve fan than, yeah, you, than you yeah. um but but i <laughs> The Verve did four records. I think their comeback record fourth is absolutely atrocious, but their first three records I think are fucking great. So I, I you know, I, I, I'm definitely a fan, and I, I, it's, it's harder with Richard Ashcroft's solo material. Although I do, I did check just before we recorded this. I own three Richard Ashcroft albums. Apparently, um, don't recall many of them, but <laughs> so I'm not listening to them very often. But you know, I am a fan. I am a fan. Um, mm. uh, I think it's fair to say. Yeah, it's quite an odd one, this, because normally I go, oh, well, it came together like this and that did that and blah, blah, blah. There's not really a lot of info regarding no. the origins of this project. It just suddenly appeared mm, um, when Richard Ashcroft so. just said, I'm working on a new band. Here's a couple of songs. And it actually leaked online a couple of days before it was officially released. So context wise, I don't know. I have very little to add to that other than that suddenly Richard Ashcroft was doing a new band. Mm. Um uh, and very quickly no which, one cared <laughs> yeah which i guess is you know like i say it just sort of appeared out of nowhere and it kind of got smashed on its release but people i guess want to be nice to richard ashcroft and in 2010 i suppose we're entering the era where it's um be nice to all the big acts at all costs so i mean i that's where kind of critical acclaim was. It's make it or critical kind of thinking was at that point. We've obviously spoken quite a lot about, you know, giving an easy ride to bigger artists in the press and stuff. Um, it, it's one, it's, it's what we wonder, or I wonder anyway, whether we'll actually be able to add any records um, to this broken records list because it seems quite rare that, you know, a record gets universally panned these days because people are always willing to give it a bit of a you know oh there's a six there or a seven there or whatever um hmm. although there, and, are, there were some positive reviews of this record well yeah exactly i mean th th but that's what i mean it was kind of it's all summed up for me by quite a whimpering bbc review where it says it might not always succeed in its style swapping but the united nations of sound is clearly as bold as a record as ashcroft has ever made if you thought he was incapable of making a non-verve album it's time to think again um i mean that seems to just 
anyway, I mean, I that's, don't, I don't, that's... I don't entirely disagree with that, but but I think bold is an is a very kind way to put what this album is. <laughs> Misguided is what I would have said, but but bold yeah. bold is is an extremely kind way to put this to put this album. <laughs> and it it is yeah. a bold record. It's bold. Well, some people decided to go and shit on it. Pitchfork gave it three point two. Um, and said, all together now, Ashcroft commands uh, of us during a Hey Jude style na 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 breakdown of in Born Again. But the extra encouragement only serves to remind us of a time when Ashcroft didn't need to prod us to sing along with him. The Observer said, how did the United Nations of Sound go so terribly wrong? Instinctually cool, Ashcroft is a borderline mystical figure, effortlessly outclassing his more lumpen peers, the Gallagher brothers. He has bone structure and a fully operational sense of populist uplift. The United Nations of Sound should have been lush, stirring work. Instead, it wildly misfires. Uh, the Rolling Stone nailed it uh, in the opening of their two out of five review, saying, open your your copy of the english rockstar handbook and look up 40th birthday it's there in the index between football team purchase and fucking models and you'll see english rockstar every english rockstar is required to celebrate this milestone with an overblown album about god humanity and the cosmos but the best review of all for me is the mauling that the quietest gave to this record saying <laughs> going to read quite a big quote from mm, it definitely. saying elsewhere on life can be beautiful ashcroft sounds like his knackers have been twisted in a vice as he churns out lines fit from <laughs> fit for chef from south park there aren't <laughs> many chat up lines that can instantly charm your way into another's bed but it's fair to say that the following aren't among them we're just selfish genes i want a triple night I want your body right next to me now. I want to fuck it right. I want to feel real, real slow. Wham, make it free now. Whether Ashcroft... That's <laughs> very Louis the Fourteenth, isn't it? Yeah. Whether Ashcroft has released this album as a joke because he is contractually obliged by his label Parlophone to produce another solo offering or because he sincerely thought it was a good idea is open to question. Uh, what is surprising is that even with competent musicians such as Steve Renman and Dwayne D.W. Wright helping him, he's managed to create a record so fist-gnawingly dreadful. He may have roped in the likes of No ID to produce this album, but it's fair to say that Ashcroft has no idea what it was that the famed hip-hopper added to the likes of Jay-Z. Um, no idea, so no they, ID, I like it. Yep. Yeah, so there you go. It didn't chart. As far as I can see, anywhere. It didn't get into the charts anywhere. Um, uh, oh, God. I, I don't really know where okay. to start with this. I, I'll start. Well, I'll start. And let's start at the beginning. Um, when I first put this on, uh, I was like, this isn't that bad, is it? Um, it sounded like a record to me. You know, when artists descend into doing bad impressions of themselves. It just sounded like that to me. It was just like, this is just Richard mm. Ashcroft doing a bad impression of Richard Ashcroft initially. <laughs> uh, when I say initially, I basically mean the first two songs. Um, and at first I was just like, well, this is just going to be an enormously repetitive album, isn't it? Um, to give an idea of how repetitive uh, Mr. Ashcroft manages to say, are you ready? in the song are you ready or variations of the phrase are you ready i should say 58 times in the first five Fucking minutes of this album hell. that was fun i mean counting those um, i haven't counted it renfrey but i have to say as well as are you ready 
I listened to it and now on retrospect, because I was listening to it and and I was like, is there an alarm going off? Like across the road or something. Oh. There's an alarm going off in the back of that song throughout the entire thing. Now, um, that song six minutes and 31 seconds long. Do you honestly think anyone wants to listen to an alarm going off? When I realised that it, somebody, somebody from their label has put that in there, I'm sure they must have done, to go, run. You need to run <laughs> away from this album. Um, I, I, I didn't hear the alarm. Do you know what? I said exactly the same thing, but for Born Again. So I'm going to, I mean, I'm going to read verbatim what I put in my notes because it echoes what you just said so much. As I was listening to Born Again, a car alarm was going off outside. It was kind of irritating, but I was like, whatever, someone will turn it off in a minute. After a couple of minutes, I'm like, someone's got to turn off that fucking car alarm. And then I realized it's on the actual song. And it's yeah. quite it's quite low in the mix, as if a car alarm is going off outside when you've got the window closed. But once you notice it, you can't unnotice it, and it's fucking yeah. Actually, irritating. maybe I, that that's probably what I was talking to. For yeah. some reason, I thought it was on the first song, but uh, yeah, no, it's, the third is, track. it's like yeah. you've put an alarm <laughs> in a song. <laughs> what are you doing? I mean, Bonkers. you're right. Uh, the opening song is six minutes, and it basically Richard Ashcroft just asks are you ready before telling us that he is ready <laughs> it's so rubbish it's like yeah mate i'm fucking ready i'm ready are you you say you're ready get on with it then if you're not ready could you just get on with like, you it could be get ready it, it <laughs> could be you're ready it could be a meta piece of genius about how maybe his girlfriend takes a really long time to get ready uh when they're going out at night or something like that i mean it could be maybe it's the best thing uh best thing mm. ever and, and, and uh, but no it's um I, i'd like to see um richard ashcroft and jonathan davis doing uh are you ready off that would be interesting yeah that'd be good. <laughs> some wayos by billy joe armstrong as well chuck some of them in as well isn't it? oh my god there there is a broken record jonathan davis richard ashcroft and billy joe armstrong <laughs> i mean Oh, wow. Um fucking unbelievable. Anyway, um, as I say, so yeah. so after first after the first two tracks, I wasn't particularly loving rec- this record, but I didn't think it was absolutely awful either. I just found it enormously repetitive and figured okay, we're just going to be talking about an album that's almost an hour long, which should probably only have been 35 minutes, maybe 40 minutes maximum, you know, a little bit like the Moby thing. Um, but unfortunately, um, it descends so much further um, from track three onwards uh, at the beginning of America. I mean, how do I put this? It sounds like Mr. Well, he's searching for America, isn't he? Well, he is. Um, I'm searching for America. It's like it's on the map, mate. You don't need to. <laughs> like, it is on the map. This is, G- this is like year seven GCSE geography. <laughs> Um, it sounds like Mr. Ashcroft is trying to imitate the stylings of a uh, a person of colour, let's say. Uh, do you think that's a fair assessment? Yeah, I mean, we're going to get to this in a bit. I mean, I, I can't believe you're, you're going, are, are you ready? Along with its fucking, um, no, not no, Born Again. Mm. I mean, Born Again is, this is where it starts to go full evangelical, I think. I mean, <laughs> the bit where he's like going... I'm born again. Come on. Come on. Yeah. One life, one nation. Yeah. yeah one love. One oh, love. And there's a bit, right, one yeah. of the lyrics in it is he goes, I held the hand of a crying dove. 
Doves don't have hands. And do- and doves don't cry, as Prince famously told no. us. <laughs> yeah, it's like they don't appear to cry. They definitely don't have hands. And it's just about him being... Is it not me that he's going, oh, by the way, I'm Jesus. On the second track, he's basically going, yeah, I think I'm... By the way, before we get any further in his album, I'm Jesus, by the way. I am Jesus. Oh, (laughs) man. He just throws it in in the second track. Yeah. It's unbelievable. I mean... But yeah, go on. On America. Well, he the, starts the to... opening of America is this is the Wild West. Yeah. All this sex, pain, tears, joy, the universal language. This is music. Are you tuning in? Are you tuning in? Fuck there are me. so many hilarious ad libs. And oh, what, yeah. what it is, is, is like it's, it's he, somebody says something or he says something and then somebody says it in a slightly different way straight up do you know that kind yeah, of backing yeah, vocal yeah. Thing? So that MC there's, thing. There's, yeah 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 there's um this thing called uh this thing called life does that load there's a bit where he goes he's like a, uh, he's like, in the matrix tonight yeah who's in the mate somebody's in the matrix and then let's do this thing called life yeah let's do life right yeah we're gonna do life like <laughs> Good loving. He sounds like fucking Randy Watson from Coming to America. <laughs> Good loving in the morning. I like feeling it through your fingers. Huh? <laughs> what, are you, what are you on about? I mean, the mind it's, boggles. I, I have a few images in my mind and I don't like any of them. Um, there's There's so many lyrics on this that are just ridiculous like there's one she brings me the music he said i see people walking down the street seeing people walking the wrong way it's like you don't know where they're going (laughs) how do you know where they're going how do you know where they're going (laughs) that's like people who complain who at the moment we recorded this during covid um being the thing and people who complain about being people being outside when they are outside it's like what are you talking about you fuckwit you're outside it's even worse because you're allowed to be walking down the street when Richard was recording this he's like you're walking the wrong way man he's like no no i live here i live like around the corner from here (laughs) i'm going home no man you're walking the wrong way man i've seen it man There's there's an awful lot of the lyrical content on this album is about um the power of music right and about how there's a lot of kind of heal the world type vibes but through the power of music man uh bill and ted Mm. but unfortunately the beauty of bill and ted is it does it in a sort of funny way uh but this is very po-faced and very serious um Mm. i fucking love music right um i hope i'm not uh, uh i hope i'm not um, putting words into your mouth when I say that you fucking love music as well. Um, oh, that's kind, of, that's kind, of, kind, of, kind of, sort of the reason why we do this podcast, okay? Um, and I do think music's important to a degree, and I do think that it can genuinely empower people and make individuals' lives much better and more fulfilling. Um, but when artists do this whole kind of music can heal the world kind of bullshit shtick, it never looks good. It never looks good. And it's fucking, let's face it, it's, it's music doesn't stop wars. <laughs> you know, well, I'm, no. I'm sorry, war child. It just doesn't, you know, it just doesn't. And and uh, and it's so po-faced and so sort of like, all we just need is the music, man. And then we'll be peace and love. And I oh, fuck off. I hate it. 
I mean, rubbish. yeah, musically, musically, he is <laughs> like jumping around trying to do hip hop and yeah. orchestral stuff and yeah. sort of like world music parts and big kind of bombastic stuff. And, you know, he's crap at most of them. And if it was just him being a bit crap at, you know, doing kind of some sort of soul version of Richard Ashcroft and the Verb, then you'd kind of be able to take it. But there's a song, Life Can Be So Beautiful, which sounds like Flight of the Concords. And that man saying the stuff over the back melody thing again, like, I take it anywhere you want to go. Yeah, I can take it anywhere. Yeah, life can be so wonderful. Yeah, life is wonderful. And that's what I'm talking about now. <laughs> so, selfish dreams. Yeah, my dreams are so selfish. They're really selfish. And that's what I... Uh, but, and, and, I mean, it's appalling, but genuinely hilarious as well. Yeah, like, oh, genuinely so hilarious. At the end of that song, he starts going, I do this for free. <laughs> I do this for free. I don't. It's like well, we did with this record because it didn't sell anything, did it? I mean, the level of egotism on this record, the oh, sheer yeah. bloated, yeah. hilarious, misguided nonsense of this record is staggering. That is staggering from yeah. someone who could clearly write personal and simple and effective accounts of stuff that happened in life. We talk about the drugs, drugs don't, don't work, work. When, we, when when we we did Urban Hymns, and you just think that guy. <laughs> wrote life can be so beautiful i do this for free <laughs> come together one love one nation like all this it's like are you mad yeah. and it's like, that thing he said about musicians being po face that, that bit Stuart lee does where um he said he went to when he was doing jerry springer the opera he was nominated for you know lots of um various theater prizes yes. and somebody went i think he said simon callow went up on stage and said thank you all for being here tonight because we are actors and being an actor is the most important job in the world and Stuart Lee laughed as if and he thought everyone would laugh along right, with him right but they all went yeah yeah it is isn't it yeah <laughs> like, yes. do you know what i mean like more important than being a firefighter or being a nurse, a or, nurse a or, or being a scientist or yeah. actually being you know do you know what i mean and it's so funny that these people can be just like, I hate, I don't want to sound like someone who followed Piers Morgan up until a couple of weeks ago. Um, who's going like, oh, I'm fucking like, living in their liberal bubble. I oh, don't, don't say, you don't have any right to say anything political. You're, you're totally, you don't know anything about normal people's lives. You're bloody, you, you loveies, you bloody loveies coming on telling me how to think and that. I don't want to sound like that at all. But in this case, Richard Ashcroft, sit the fuck down. Yeah. Oh, fuck. <laughs> like, yeah. Sit the fuck down. Sit yeah. down. Yeah. Like, it, it, I, I mean, what could have happened to him here? I, I blame John Lennon for all. He started all this shit. He really but, did, didn't he? He really yeah. did. I mean, you know, obviously, I love a lot of Lennon's work in the Beatles, but after the Beatles, what the fuck? Like, d- get out of bed. In fact, just, no, don't, just stay in bed. I don't give a fuck anymore. If you want to stay in bed, stay in bed, but you're not making a bloody protest. Change the world by doing yes, fucking exactly. stupid. Yeah, it's it's ridiculous. But again, you know, I, I we, we both really like John Lennon. Um, yeah. His music. His music, yeah. But he's done some stupid shit. Oh, God, And yeah. ever since that, Ever since him going on and going, oh, well, the thing is, actually, we can change the world if we stick together. You know? <laughs> <laughs> I'm not going to be part of your society. Like, <laughs> I've never heard you, Lennon. That's fantastic. 
<laughs> I often do. I often do John Lennon and Paul McCartney claiming they invented everything to my girlfriend who likes it. You should be like, do you want some avocado on toast? Oh, you know, the things that we used to put, uh, John was probably the first person to put avocado on. I just got an avocado and I thought, I'm not going to stand for this anymore. I'm putting it on a piece of toast. Yeah, you know, I just sort of buttered the toast and then put it down in front of him. And then John came in. You know, that's how the Beatles invented putting avocado on. We just, we invented that. That was our thing. He did it before. Anyway, people forget that. Yeah. You invented everything. You're in the Beatles. You invented everything. Well done. Um, Anyway, <laughs> oh, that is anyway. That, I thought I was going to have a heart attack there. That was very good. <sighs> anyway, uh, I mean, yeah, you know. So it's that. This record is astonishingly bad. I mean, talk about a broken record. Like the very idea of it being broken. This is. Uh, I. I mean, I still don't even think we've done it justice on how fucking hideous this is oh there's uh, well, I mean, well, there's more to musically, talk about <laughs> musically it's bad but i mean yeah go on anyway what, you, well, what else um you know what uh we sort of discussed on this show before about like um cultural appropriation and so on and so forth and how uh well again just you know not not meaning to like uh have a pop at you know liberal liberal <laughs> well we've already done that haven't we uh liberal left you know uh bearing in mind that generally we are of that persuasion but like um when people when people accuse people of uh cultural appropriation and so on and so forth i i always think that that's a load of nonsense because a i think the idea that a certain set of ideals or musical styles belong to one race and one race only is frankly reductive and stupid in the extreme anyway yeah b I, I think building up rules and telling creative people that they can't go down certain avenues stifles creativity and art is littered with examples when artists have taken ideas that haven't come from their own culture they've molded it into something different that is equally as valid and and as interesting as the original idea um, because they're seeing it from their own perspective but then I hear a song like Beatitudes or America and I go, maybe the people who wang on about cultural appropriation do have a point, actually. Yeah. <laughs> because, yeah. because the thing is, is the argument for, for cultural appropriation is, is it's when people do it badly and it's when people do it to a, in a way that they don't understand. You are cracking up for some reason. It's not to do with what I'm saying. <laughs> what is it? I just, I just got to try <laughs> Oh boy! <laughs> I've never seen you like this. Oh my god! I've just got—I've got the track listing up. Yeah. I just listened to the normal version, but I've got the special. <laughs> my apologies, everyone. Uh, I've got the special European iTunes edition. <laughs> I haven't even—I haven't even heard this song, right? But I. Uh, <laughs> Oh my god, I do apologize. There's, there's a bonus there's a bonus track. <laughs> Come on, Steve. I can't there's edit a bonus this. Track. There's a bonus track on the European iTunes edition. And the song's called <laughs> This better be worth it. Captain <laughs> Come on! Come on! Captain Rock! <laughs> Captain Rock! <laughs> that's that's like that's like the guy they have on the front of ricicles 
Is that Captain Rock? <laughs> Captain Rock! <laughs> You've written a song! <laughs> Call Captain I'm sorry. I'm sorry, everyone, oh, but Steve's broken. <laughs> <He's>... <laughs> oh, God, I can't imagine how bad that is. I've, I've never seen you happy how... before, Steve. This is amazing. <laughs> oh, I've Captain... just seen... Uh, <laughs> Captain Rock is dreadful. I've just seen um, there's some fan club exclusive tracks. There's some <laughs> fan, fan club exclusive tracks oh, as well. Oh, yeah, look. Called Here We Go Again. I hope if it's are you ready I hope not uh, screw you screw me unbelievable you know it's so funny because when I started when I when our band got together back in the day and my mum's friend Rose who is very nice but mm-hmm. she's very like oh, oh, oh Rose oh, oh she's quite like quiet and such a quiet old lady and my mum went here Rose <laughs> Stephen and Darren, they've started in, they've started a band. And she went, Oh, oh, oh like a rock band. <laughs> and my mum went, Yeah. She went, Oh, you should call yourselves the Rock Boys. <laughs> the Rock Boys. And Captain I just rock thought and the rock that, boys. And I just thought like that's an, an old woman who knows who's never been outside of a village thinking that that's what rock songs can be short. <laughs> would be called Richard Ashcroft is actually a rock star and still called a song Captain Rock unbelievable yeah god uh, well yeah. Captain Rock <coughs> Captain Rock and the Rock Boys will be coming to you uh, in Captain Rock <laughs> that is good um, but anyway mate yeah sorry you were talking about cultural appropriation oh no, no I was kind of done with it <laughs> I was kind of done with the culture I, I, I suppose normally I, I find the the cultural appropriation thing a bit of a silly argument because <coughs> if cultural appropriation wasn't a thing we'd have no rage against the machine as for one example mm. for example um but um uh yes it- i liked when bill burr said <laughs> black people aren't allowed to ride skateboards because white people invented them so you you can't have them like wow. you go ah, yeah yeah <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah i mean Exactly. Yeah. It is the same it's, argument. Because it's stupid. Yeah. It is, it yeah. is the same yeah. argument. It's completely ridiculous. Um, but all I was saying is this album actually makes me side with those people because fuck me, Richard Ashcroft does it in a bad way. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that was the point I was trying to make. It, it was. Yeah. I mean, it, it is. It's bad. I mean, this is a bad record. Mm. Uh, it's fucking hilarious. It's fucking hilarious. This is one of the few that I would say to people, you should go and listen to this. Uh, do you know what? I agree. And um, here is the thing. When it comes to ranking it, as we're about... Which we're going to do we're, now. Which we're going to do now. Um, <laughs> here's the thing. I gave you a, a little tease at the beginning of this uh, uh before we started recording and i and i said you know what it's really bad but i'm not totally convinced it's as bad as the verve's comeback record fourth which came out not heard that uh which came out two years prior to this album coming out um the thing is though they're difficult to compare because they're bad for completely and utterly different reasons um this is bad because it's so i think i think misguided is is the word um, and it's an artist who has ideas attempting to do things way beyond his means or his range. I don't think it's hideously offensive, this record. It doesn't offend me that Richard Ashcroft, you know, when he does things which are maybe a little 
too black for him let's say it doesn't offend me but i suppose it's not going to offend me it would probably offend a, a black person if it did but but it, it, i don't find it offensive i just think it i'm just like don't do that no 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 don't 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 go into that territory that you you, you that is beyond you mr ashcroft you shouldn't be doing that um the thing with fourth is it's just boring and flabby and i'm like which is worse someone who tries to do something new and different because you know what i do admire about this record is it is richard ashcroft trying to do something a bit different i'm the the problem is the execution is absolutely hideous i mean it's terrible um and and actually i i there aren't many got even even uh lou reed and metallica's lulu there were bits that were executed well. I mean, people don't, you know, people just go, I am a table and say that the whole thing's fucking rubbish. But the majority of those people haven't even bothered to listen to the whole thing. And um, the very last song... That's in the hat, mate. Don't... don't. No, no, no. Sorry, I know, I know. Oh, yeah. No, you're right. Uh, But, but Mm. but, okay. There are good things on Lulu. Yeah, not to spunk it. Mm. But, um, but... um, it does feel like everything on this is it, embarrassing. Uh, yeah, every every, single yeah. second of this. That's my point. Is, is hilarious and embarrassing. Yeah. yeah so, yeah. yes, um, it is a bad one to kind of. I mean, where would you posit but, it, but, putting it? But I don't want to shit on it too much because at least he's trying something new. And in that respect, like, like you just said, I would actually recommend people listen to this in a way. And and I actually sort of agree with you because it's such a car crash. It's so kind of like, oh my God, are you, you're doing that? You're going there? And as a result, despite this record being 56 minutes and six seconds, I never found it boring because I was so stunned, like constantly that he was going to that place. And that, I mean, if I listened to it again, I'd find it boring because obviously that shock value has been taken away now. But um, fourth is just boring and bloated and there so where would i posit putting it well um hmm. uh well i find it more pleasurable to listen to the enemy streets of the sky it's difficult isn't it like it's and it's not offensive in the way that slick dogs slick dogs and ponies is offensive i mean you know a person of color might say do you know where i want to put it where do you want to put it number one really i want to put it at number one I don't because think... it is completely and utterly so insanely bad. None of the other ones have made me <laughs> piss myself. Like the Cosmos Rocks, we thought was pretty funny. Right? Yeah, yeah. Famous first words is sort of too shit to be funny. Eogan was kind of like a bit depressing yeah. that it was that shit. Six feet under is just like, what the fuck are you doing? This, in terms of, is it does it work in any way? It is an absolute disaster a complete disaster from the second you press play to the end it's a disaster everything about it is a complete disaster the room the tommy wiseau Mm, film mm. the best worst film ever Mm. or the worst best film ever however you want to look at it you know the room wouldn't be the you know the, the 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 fifth worst film ever it's fucking dreadful and the fact that it's so 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 dreadful is what make people like about it what people like about it in terms of how this album is put together how it's been composed compiled it's the worst album it is the worst of them. It is I absolutely don't, all over the place. I don't know if I strictly agree. I mean, for example, the production on the record is not bad. It's very, it's very um, 
uh, dated uh, even for the time 2010. Um, but I don't like, you know, I think it's produced uh, exquisitely, actually, like really, really well and stuff like that, whereas Six Feet Under isn't. And it depends mm. what this table is. If this table is what is the best worst record in the manner that The Room is one of the best worst films ever and people get enjoyment out of it because it's so bad. <clears throat> this is very comparable to the room because i got enjoyment out of listening to this because it's so bad but is that yeah. is that what the broken record league table is i would argue well, i think it's just i would argue up to this re- point it hasn't been that no but i mean th- we haven't had anything as like just i mean eve this is a different level of like oh my fucking god what the hell are you doing to me this is so like it's so funny that somebody could be could go from like bittersweet symphony to this mm, in 13 mm, years yeah. fucking hell i mean six feet under have never been good six feet under probably couldn't afford to, a decent production <clears throat> or so it's badly produced eog and they couldn't be bothered to produce it well someone's tried to make it sound good and you can say like oh the production's good but the fact that that does not help this record in any way whatsoever True. goes True. to show that even great production and even people who are probably i mean who produced i'm just gonna have a look and see who produced it no oh yeah no id like no id who mm. produced fucking kanye west and fucking jay-z i mean a g-unit like well that... he's got he knows what he's doing well yeah he's... and and i think this record uh... I, I don't think there's anything wrong with the production on this record at all. I understand what you're saying. I'm un- I understand that you're saying even a good producer can't save this because it's that bad. But I don't know. Like when I when I think of Six Feet Under, it's like well, even they couldn't even get the production right on that terrible, terrible idea, which to me kind of makes it worse. Do you know what I mean? It it depends yeah. what the ta- what we're what we're trying to do with this ta- with this chart with this table. Well, they're all so different. From it, each well, it's other it's in very terms hard. Of what they do. Yeah, it's very like there's hard. nothing really, and and actually, there's some pretty six feet under was relatively funny. But in terms of like just, I mean, there's nothing apart from the the the, the Cookie Monster like odd, odd, <laughs> acapella Cookie Monster. There's nothing on it that I was like, ah, that's really funny. I was just like, oh, this is kind of boring and shit and depressing and badly made and a terrible idea from a really bad band. <laughs> this is like, I think it deserves to be number one because it's like, you can't go around acting like this, mate. You can't go around saying you're Jesus on the second track and putting this out. You can't do that. Like, Six Feet Under didn't make me go, oh my God, you honestly think you're Jesus. Like, I, I, I yeah. It's fucking dreadful, this record. Like, we both like agree on that. We both agree Hilarious. Yeah. Hilarious. Well, that's the thing. But dreadful. But I got, I got enjoyment out of laughing at Richard Ashcroft with it, which is why I'm kind yeah, of like. Yeah, but that's just a natural human emotion to. to, to to sort of laugh, to mock something which is dreadful, but I but um, but I didn't get enjoyment out of listening to Six Feet Under. That's my argument. I'd like I I was just like, oh my god, this is fucking pathetic. This is so bad. Um, mm. I I wonder if we should. I wonder because we could be talking about this for quite a long time. I'm aware that we've done a pretty long podcast as it is. I wonder. I was saying it it should probably go eighth. You know, which is way you know way different to yours. You said um it should probably go first. I wonder if we should put it um fourth between Queen and Louis the fourteenth um, as a compromise. It can't go. 
Cosmos Rocks is nowhere near as bad as this. It's got to go. I think they're quite comparable, actually. I think they're quite comparable. They're quite comparable. I think they are. I mean, I think that's why this has to go above it, because they are quite comparable. And although Queen did dip into, we can save the world, Mm. Paul Rogers wasn't saying, oh, by the way, I'm Jesus for seven (laughs) minutes. Although he did just the other day, um, because uh, it was reported that he was dead. And he did uh, have a video which came up which said, don't panic, everyone. I'm still alive. Like, we're all going to be panicking that Paul Rogers is dead. So I think he does think he's Jesus. Um, Look, Uh, that's not compelling enough um, evidence for me, I'm afraid. Okay, all right. Just literally going, I am Jesus. (laughs) (laughs) Sing with me, I am Jesus. I held the hand of a dove. No, you didn't. A crying dove. A crying dove. Um, All right, look, I will... will acquiesce again and and say third but i don't think it should go above six of the under or yoggin i'm afraid but i i you've argued it well enough for me to go okay third place but you know i've already compromised steve come on <laughs> i think it should be eight i still think it should be eighth but i but i'm hearing you out and i understand hey. what you say yeah because because this because i mean I don't want to encourage Richard Ashcroft to do this. I, I think he should just retire, to be honest. Um, and I'm saying that as someone who really likes the Verve. But, um, well, I'm su- I'm suggesting third. Would you be happy with third? All right, third. Okay. Yeah, we can put it third. We can put it third. I mean, I kind of feel a bit sorry for Six Feet Under at this point. Um, I think they're getting a bit of a rough ride, personally. But uh, something's going to come along at some point, which is going to top that. But the thing is, is six feet under. If we're going to go like, hey, it made me laugh, so it's not so bad, then nothing's going to top it because some of the shit that is in there is just like, oh, God, what were you thinking? Um, yeah, it just depends on the criteria. I mean, that's the thing. If we were looking for the best, worst record, then this is number one, undoubtedly. But it, God, it, I don't even know if it is. Uh, I don't know. Uh, yeah. Mm. Uh, anyway, let's move on. Mm. We're going to pick another one to be added to the... Uh, I've actually already picked it. Um Oh, wow. Fuck. Uh, (laughs) God. Um, More of that, is it? Uh, Lauren Hill, MTV Unplugged 2.0. Oh. Oh. Which I've seen. Oh. I like Lauren. I like Lauren Hill a lot. But fuck me. Okay. Um, All right. So that's going in next week. That's going to be a very different chat. And I don't think we're going to be laughing so much, Renfrey, to be perfectly honest. Lauren Hill's MTV Unplugged. We'll be talking about that next week. And there we have it. Uh, that was a laugh. That was a, a legitimate laugh, Rembrandt. A legitimate fun time. Yes, I think. It's, I, I think. <laughs> I think a third of that podcast was just you cracking up with laughter, more or less. But there we go. Uh, a couple more Captain of those to come Rock. as well. <laughs> it is Even so now, funny. Like, when did yeah. you like fifteenth of May? It's nearly. It's nearly a year since we recorded that. And still, if I just put the words Captain and Rock in any kind of order next to each other in a sentence, I fucking lose my shit. (laughs) It's really, really bad. Anyway, thanks very much for listening. As I said, go over to our Right Act page. You can listen to us reviewing albums there. Uh, You can go over to patreon.com forward slash Right Act podcast and you can sign up for some exclusive content. And we will be back next week with something a little bit more serious. Lauren Hill, MTV Unplugged, um, which is a little bit more serious but you know let's i'm not going to do any more spoilers for that because it's quite an interesting record uh thanks very much for listening we'll see you then